Hello, my friends, you bunch of critical thinkers, you. You people who ask questions and don't just lie down and take this shit. Welcome to another podcast. To all my fellow human beings, I reckon by now, most people have that feeling that something isn't quite right about our current situation. Whether it be vaccine mandates or any of the new stupid ass laws and regulations our governments have been applying, seemingly making our world a place where totalitarianism and a complete jump towards communism seems to be the order of the day. Many people won't act on their nagging feeling because they don't want to be labelled a conspiracy theorist. I can understand that, as a lot of conspiracies are seemingly far-fetched and just too crazy to believe. These conspiracy theories may have caused you to distance yourself from both the media's scaremongering and from those who spread the conspiracies. Still, I hope you will listen to this podcast because even as you listen, There are hundreds of millions of people falling into poverty worldwide because of all the new laws and regulations that have been in place for the last 21 to 22 months. Measures that have bankrupted so many small to medium sized businesses. And although probably the biggest economic crisis that we will experience in our lifetime may not have affected you personally yet, but I think it's only a matter of time until it does. The ripple effects will, in the end, reach you and your loved ones eventually. Now, this certainly isn't alarmism, but the harsh reality we all face. The World Bank has already said that the COVID-19 crisis has plunged the global economy into the worst recession since World War II. I believe that we can limit the damage caused by this and even benefit from it, but only if we are properly and objectively informed about our current situation. (coughs) Excuse me. Therefore, I'm going to show you some easily verifiable facts that I think are essential to understanding our current financial situation. A small number of mega corporations dominate every single aspect of our lives every single aspect now that does seem to be a bold statement and even seems to it may be an exaggeration but from the breakfast that's on your table every morning to the mattress you sleep on at night everything you wear or consume in between are all largely dependent on these few mega corporations These investment companies have immense proportions and they manage all the major money flow on earth. They are the protagonists of the play, which we are currently witnessing. So how does it all work? Let's take an example. A company like PepsiCo, which is the parent company of many of the most popular soft drinks and snacks in the world. 
products such as Pepsi, Mountain Dew, 7-Up, Walker's Crisps, Tropicana, Quaker Oats, and many, many more. Just go and Google PepsiCo, and you can see for yourself what products they produce for sale across the world. There appears to be many different competing brands, but they all come from a small number of corporations that together have a monopoly on every single industry on the planet. Within the packaged food industry, there are a number of other major corporations such as Nestle, Coca-Cola, Unilever, Mondelez, Kraft Heinz, Danone, General Mills, uh, Associated British Foods PLC, Kellogg's and Mars and many more. Almost every brand in the packaged food industry belongs to one of these corporations. And this information is easily access, uh, accessible and easily verifiable on the corp corporation's own websites or Wikipedia. Companies of this size are usually publicly traded and have a board where the largest shareholders call all the shots. On websites such as Yahoo Finance, you can find detailed company information, including who the largest shareholders of these companies are. So, as an example, I'll use PepsiCo. We're going to Google Finance and we can see that 73.14% of its shares are held by no less than 3,379 institutional investors. These include investment companies, mutual, friend, uh, mutual funds, insurance companies, banks, and in even some cases, governments. So let's look at who the largest institutional investors are for PepsiCo. The top three own more shares than the rest, and they are Vanguard Group, BlackRock Incorporated, and State Street. And if you go onto Yahoo Finance, you can see for yourself that just 10 out of the 3,379 investors account for almost one third of all the shares. The combined share capital of these top 10 has a value of approximately $60 billion. And as I said, three of the 10 biggest investors own more shares than anyone else. So remember the names of these institutional investors, Vanguard, BlackRock, and State Street. And we can look at PepsiCo's biggest rival, the Coca-Cola company, so we're told. So again, using Yahoo Finance, we can see that just like PepsiCo, the majority of the shares are held by institutional investors. Now, four out of the top six investors, we also saw in the top six of PepsiCo being Berkshire Hathaway, Vanguard, BlackRock and State Street. These are the largest investment companies on the planet. PepsiCo and Coca-Cola are anything but competitors. But these four investment companies own many other brands such as Unilever, Mondelez and Nestle. And you don't only find these names like Vanguard and BlackRock in the, pa uh, the packaged food industry either. For example, if you go and look on Wikipedia, you can see what the largest companies are within the technology industry. It tells you that Facebook own WhatsApp and Instagram. Together with Twitter, they form the most uh, popular social media platforms in the world. 
Now, Alphabet is the parent company of all Google businesses, including YouTube and Gmail, but they are also the biggest sponsors and developers of Android, one of the two operating systems on which almost all smartphones in the world run on. The other operating system is Apple's iOS. And if we add Microsoft to the other three, we see that four companies produce the software that almost all computers, tablets and smartphones in the world depend on. So let's see who owns the most shares of these powerful companies. If we look at Facebook, we can see that 80% of the shares are owned by institutional investors. And these are the same names we saw in the packaged food industry. Again, the same investors are at the top. Then Twitter, Facebook and Instagram makes up the top three. And amazingly, we see that the company is owned by the same investors, three of the top four being Vanguard Group, BlackRock and State Street. We can see the same investors also own Apple, but also with their big competitor, Microsoft, they are the top three investors. When you look at all the other companies that dominate the technology industry, they built our computers, TVs, smartphones, and most household appliances. We see the same big investors who own the majority of the shares. These being, again, BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. Same as Sony, IBM, and Dell, etc. Now we can see this within all industries around the world. And that sounds like a massive exaggeration, but it, let me tell you, it's not. So I'll give you another example. Let's say you want to plan for a holiday. A holiday that you've been refused for the last two years. So you're desperate to get away. And I don't fucking blame you. So on your phone or your computer, you look for a cheap flight abroad through websites like Expedia or Skyscanner or Trip.com all of which belong to the same group of institutional investors, Vanguard, BlackRock and State Street. Oh, and Berkshire Hathaway as well. So you fly with one of the many airlines of which the majority of the shares are often owned by the same investors or by governments like Air France, KLM. The aircraft you fly in, in most cases, uh, a Boeing or an Airbus owned by the same people. Again, Yahoo Finance tells us these airlines and aircraft are owned by the same institutional investors. And the top three are Vanguard, BlackRock and State Street. You then look for a hotel through Booking.com or Airbnb.com, also owned by the same investors. So you arrive at your destination and you go out to dinner. Then you may write a review on TripAdvisor. The same investors are at the, the basis of every aspect of your journey and their power goes much deeper because even the kerosene that fuels the plane comes from one of their many oil companies and refineries. Just like the steel that the aeroplane is made from comes from one of their many mining companies. This very small club of investment companies, banks and mutual funds are also the largest shareholders in the primary industries where all our raw materials come from. 
if you look on Wikipedia for the largest mining companies in the world, you can see that their shareholders are the same small group of institutional investors we see everywhere else. The same goes for the largest agricultural companies in the world that our entire food industry depends on. <coughs> Excuse me. For example, these investors, they own Bayer, the parent company of Monsanto, the world's largest seed producer, which produces about 90% of all the cotton seed on this planet, as well as the majority of all the other seeds. But these institutional investors are also the shareholders of the largest textile manufacturing companies in the world. And even the numerous popular clothing brands that turn the cotton into the clothes we wear are owned by the same group of investors. BlackRock, State Street, Berkshire Hathaway, etc. There's three or four of the top. So they own companies like Nike or Nike, as the Americans do. I think they call it Nike, uh, Levi's and even Ralph Lauren. But check this out for a conflict of interest, whether we have the world's largest solar panel producers or the largest oil refineries, the shares are managed by the same companies. They own the tobacco companies who produce all the popular tobacco brands in the world, but they also own all the major companies in the pharmaceutical industry, like Pfizer, Moderna, BioNTech, AstraZeneca, Abbott and Johnson & Johnson and the scientific industries that produce the drugs. They own the companies that produce our metals and raw materials and the entire autom automobile and aircraft and arms industries where those metals or raw materials are processed like Lockheed Martin. They own the companies that built our electronics like Philips, Sony, Dell, Intel, Apple, Microsoft and IBM. They own the big department stores and online marketplaces like eBay and Amazon. Jeff Bezos didn't own Amazon. He owned a small percentage of Amazon, but Amazon's institutional investors did. And yet again, they are Vanguard, BlackRock, Berkshire Hathaway and State Street. Even the payment methods that we use to pay for their products like Visa, MasterCard, American Express, Western Europe, uh, Western Union, and even PayPal. This, what I've shown you, is only the tip of the iceberg. Now, if you decide to investigate on your own, using the sources that I've just told you, you will discover that even many of the most well-known insurance companies, banks, construction companies, telephone companies, restaurant chains, and cos cosmetic brands, are all owned by the same small group of institutional investors. Examples of these are Vodafone, Orange, EE, AXA, Prudential, Egon, Barclays Bank, Wells Fargo, and even Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan Chase Company, the Bank of America, AT&T, and McDonald's. Yes, even McDonald's. So these institutional investors are mainly invest investment companies, banks and insurance companies. They are in turn also owned by shareholders. 
And here's the strange thing. Each of these institutional investors own each other's shares and together form an immense network that we could compare to a pyramid. The smaller of these investors are owned by the larger ones who in turn belong to the even larger ones. So if we look at who is right at the top of this power pyramid, it's just two companies. I'll tell you the top four, the top one, number one company in the world that owns pretty much everything is Vanguard. Then it's BlackRock, then it's Berkshire Hathaway. And in fourth place is State Street Corporation. So the top two, the power of these two companies. I think I missed something. Oh, hang on. Sorry about that. That was my phone giving it the big end. Uh, probably because I mentioned Vanguard, BlackRock, Berkshire Hathaway and State Streets. And whatever's on my phone, what, what do you call it? The uh, Alexa or whatever it is. Pipes up. <laughs> oh, what a surprise. Anyway, let's carry on. So the power of these two companies at the top is something that we can barely comprehend. Not only are they the largest institutional investors of every major company on earth, but they also own all the other institutional investors of these companies too, giving them a complete monopoly of every single industry on the planet. So according to a report by Bloomberg, and Bloomberg's one of the most respected institutions in the world in the field of uh, financial data and analytics. Experts expect that by the year 2028, Vanguard and BlackRock will collectively manage about $20 trillion in investments. And in the process, will own almost everything on the planet. Now, with this fake pandemic that got pushed on the world, that year of 2028 will now come even sooner. Bloomberg called BlackRock the fourth arm of the government because it is the only non-government entity that has a close relationship with the federal, federal banks, also called central banks. BlackRock not only lends money to the federal banks, but is also their principal advisor and the developer of the computer system that the federal banks use, Aladdin by BlackRock. Now, many of BlackRock employees had senior positions in the White House during the Bush and Obama administrations, and currently under sleepy Joe Biden, or is it just plain Joe Biden, the child sniffer? BlackRock CEO Larry Fink is a welcome guest with many heads of state and politicians and understandably so, he's the face of the company that pulls all the strings. Yet Larry Fink doesn't pull those strings himself. In fact, BlackRock itself is owned by shareholders. And if we look at who the shareholder, shareholders are, we come to a strange conclusion. We can see on Yahoo Finance that BlackRock's largest shareholder is Vanguard. And this is where it gets very, very dark. Vanguard itself has a unique structure that makes it impossible to see who its shareholders or clients are. 
the only company in the world you can't find this this information out so these people who own vanguard clearly don't want anyone to know that they are the owners of the most powerful company on earth a company that clearly guides our government's decisions but this of course is no longer a secret to anyone who wishes to look into it reports by oxfam and bloomberg show that less than one percent of the world's population collectively owns more money than the other 99 percent now oxfam claims that as much as 82 percent of all the money earned in 2017 went to this one percent of people now what's the betting that the 82 percent of total money earned in 2017 is now in 2022 closer to 95 99 even so naturally those people who own vanguard the most powerful company on earth would be the richest among this one percent in other words they are part of the 0.001 percent forbes the most well-known business magazine in the world claims by march 2020 there were some 2075 billionaires on the planet oxfam's report showed that two-thirds of all of all these billionaires obtained their wealth through inheritances and monopolies so this means that vanguard is in the hands of the richest families on earth and if we study their history we discover that these same families have always belonged to the top of the pyramid some even well before the industrial revolution began so who are these families the rothschild family the dupont family the rockefeller family the bush family and the morgan family these families histories is so extensive i'll save that information for another podcast or we'll, we'll be we'll be here for weeks and I ain't got the time. I've got to go to work tomorrow. <sighs> but many of these families also belong to royal bloodlines. And they are the founders of our banking system, the, the United Nations, and every single industry in the world. These families have never lost their power. But because of an increasing world population, they were forced to hide behind investment companies such as Vanguard, whose largest shareholders are the private funds and non-profit organisations of these families. Again, I will cover these non-profit organisations in another podcast, a podcast that will have to go even deeper into how these families rule the world. So get researching all of that I've told you yourself. You'll quick, if you do, you'll quickly find out the truth and to understand a little bit better how our world is run and by whom. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Toodle fucking do.